things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Friday, McCool. How are you doing, my dear? I am fine as frog here today. Yeah, good yeah. for you. It's yeah. been a good week. Yeah, I, I wish I could say the same for me a little bit. But Listen, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been stirring the shit this week Have with a long handle spoon. No, Absolutely. No. So, well, then, it, then it wouldn't be you then if you didn't do that. Right? <laughs> it's so, been yeah. good. Yeah. Why, but you've been like a little cranky today. Well, no, it's just, it's been hot and I get, you know, antsy around this time of the year during summertime and it just like, it is what it is. And then I was helping my son move yesterday and I hadn't done it in a while and I'm just like, dude, how much shit you got in your apartment? So it's all good. There was a lot going on and just yesterday was, I was baking underneath the sun. I felt like, and I was just, and then I was borrowing my father's truck because he's on vacation right now. So, because I wanted mm-hmm. to alleviate my son from having to get a Did U-Haul. Did you dang it? So, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was just, you know, then I come to find out, well, hey, you know, the AC's not working as well. <laughs> so, besides bacon and being a little bit of a hot box, I was just like, holy shit, you know? So, I think all that caught up to me, like, today a little bit, and then it's all good. It's yeah. all right. But I'm, Hey, let's I'm do fine. some housekeeping so we can get right to our guests. Yeah, I'm hey, really so listen, everyone, please do not forget to follow us on mm-hmm. YouTube. We're at The Smoking Truth on YouTube. So, you know, if you subscribe and do the whole shebang that OG's got on there, all the little graphics on there. Like it, subscribe. 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 You will get the notifications when they drop on Tuesday morning. We're mm-hmm. on all the major podcasts. Yep. I know I get the Spotify notification every Tuesday morning as well. Yep. You can catch us on, uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can always email us at the Gonzo at Smoking Truth Live. So yep. don't forget, folks. Please, please, please uh, follow. We put the stuff on, on Facebook as well. So you can go ahead and get a direct, direct link right over to YouTube and watch the, the video um, that way if you like. So We're coming after go. sponsors too. Yeah. We've made so. a renewed pledge for that because. Just so yeah, I mean, so listen. Obviously, the stuff takes you know takes a little bit of money and time. So just uh, don't forget if you want to keep things uh, alive and then just say, look, man, just uh, <laughs> somebody, some people might want to fucking kill it. They're gonna sit here and go, oh, no, 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 no. There's a little too much cursing. No, 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 no. It's too controversial. Uh, but hey, listen, yeah. folks. Uh, it all goes towards a good cause. Uh, the debate that we always have here, yep. whether you agree with it 100 percent um, of the time or not, yep. uh, it's important to have that conversation. People tell me all the time, hey, look, I, I enjoy. The the conversations even if i don't always agree with everything that's always mm-hmm. said but at least it's done in a healthy bipartisan fashion um last yep. week's um show with chase tremont was nice uh, obviously he imparted his own um, thoughts yep. on a couple different issues and even if you guys didn't 100 percent agree on everything there were some issues where you could um, uh, come to agreement on yeah and, we reached across the aisle for yeah and then yeah. afterwards there's always the hey dana love you and just you know yeah. hey i'm um, you know, rep just love you too and just yeah. keep you know fighting for what you can for volusia county so yep. there you go hey last question yes Who's your lover? Today I did the Agnorsa Leaf. Um, you I got was, a little taste of that and you like that. Yeah, that I That was in your bundle that I gave you that yeah, day. It was, it was. Mm-hmm. So I just fucking just like fucking like swooped down a little tiny bit. I don't know what happened here. Like, I didn't touch shit, <laughs> but my chair just came down. I'm feeling all inferior now to everybody <laughs> on, on the damn thing. I don't think that has anything to do with the chair. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, and I want hey, to feel inferior why? to the- Because why? Oh, because you're a, a fucking, fucking man. man. <laughs> so, Sheriff, uh, so everyone- <laughs> Sheriff, I'm sorry. Sheriff Chill was our special guest yes, today. Yes, we're, we're getting him in. But so yeah. there was a whole commentary. Like two weeks ago, uh, Dana and I decided to hang out a little tiny bit. They had a, 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 a Romac, um, not Romac, oh my God. A, Roma. A Roma cigar uh, event going on over mm-hmm. here. Romac's from Lake County. That's a builder out there, whatever. Anyways, 
So I was hanging out for a little while longer just to catch up on it, whatever. And then I don't know what we were doing. And then Tara Erico shows up, right? And I'm just, and I don't know what got in me, but I was just sitting there like, yeah. And I just say, you know why I didn't? Because I'm a fucking man. So then what happens, right? <laughs> I get a video, like they're driving somewhere. And I get a little video. You know why we're doing what we're doing? Because we're a fucking man. And, it's, and it was on for so the last I, two I was weeks. At, I was at Walmart picking up like a bone in ham. And so I'm, looking at, I'm in Walmart going, you want to know why? I'm here at Walmart right now buying a bone and ham. You want to know why? Because I'm a fucking, fucking man. man. <laughs> and, and I was it, saying it all like quiet and subtle like, so now everybody in Walmart can hear me go, I'm a fucking man. They're all going, what the hell is that? <laughs> so anyways, and that's been going on for the past week and a half. So. Anything about it. God, we're anyways. so juvenile. Anyway, yeah. speaking of juveniles. Yes. I would like to introduce yes. our very grown up. Yes. Sheriff <laughs> Michael Chitwood. Always a pleasure. Always, it always a pleasure. always a pleasure to have it's you on It's a pleasure to us. be here again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about, um, I want to first talk about your, we want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, okay? You're internet famous now, let's talk about that, okay? Over a million views of you being TikTok. hot and doing your job. Yeah, yeah TikTok. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. hot and you TikTok were doing your beat job. Us, beat I, my own PR machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I did. Yeah. I was so blown away because I... So let's get into, I'd like to get into that event, a little tiny bit, <laughs> that made the sheriff so much more famous than he already is in Volusia County and wherever and, else and now. And the world now. And the world now. Over a million views. So I, mean, I had, was just leaving Daytona Beach at that moment in time, like around, whatever, a little earlier, right? So as I'm scrolling through a little tiny bit, I get back in Daytona, and I'm scrolling through a little bit, and I go, what the fuck is this? Like, dude, I just missed it. Like... The sheriff did like some super, you know, like some Superman type shit over here. I'm like, what's going on over here? So, sheriff, if well, you don't mind, <laughs> according to some of the comments that my daughters told me, they yeah. were very apropos. The old man coming from Bingo, <laughs> <laughs> who's that old guy? Look, look at look at his sneakers. Nobody wears New Balance, but old people. So, you know, were you wearing the sneak? Were you wearing the New Balance? I was wearing I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So uh, the Tortugas were nice enough to allow me and my campaign staff to camp outside of all the entr the three entrances cool. to get signatures because I'm running for re-election and yes, I need, yes. need 5,000 yep. registered voters to get on the ballot. So we, we did that and the game started at 6.30, hung around for a couple innings and I said, yeah, you know, I got to get up early. I'm fucking out of here. See you guys later. Yeah. Uh-uh, excuse me, Sheriff. Yeah, I, got it. I already put my $5 in. <laughs> I'm going to get my money's worth. Trust me. So I'm driving down and I hear in Deltona a car stop and the guy flees the car stop and he's making his way to I-4 and he gets on I-4 eastbound and I said, this stupid fuck, I just got my funny feeling. <clears throat> Sorry. He's coming right to Daytona. Just tell your story, sir. Go ahead. He's coming right to Daytona. <laughs> So I start working my way from the ballpark. I'm coming down Bevel Road. I'm headed west on Bevel. And they're giving out the mile marker. And they're doing what he's doing. He's out on the shoulder. He's here. He's there. He's cutting out traffic. And then, sure enough, he gets off on Bevel Road. And he's mm. coming right at me. And, you know, we air one's up, thank God. And he mm. gets to where the new Publix is there, the new yep. thing. Mm -hmm. yep. He drives around there like three times through the parking lot, shoots out, does his whole little gig. And now he's headed west on, east on uh, Nova. Mm. And I'm swinging off of him. And I know we have stop sticks up there because, like, you know, you're listening to everything. Yeah. And... He goes to avoid the stop sticks, but then he, he gets stuck in traffic. He's got nowhere to go. There's an ambulance in front of him. There's something beside him. So he, as he starts to back up, now I'm coming up. Yeah. I know his, his prick's got nowhere to go. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll get you at the end. No, so <laughs> now I got him pinned in. So yeah. saying, he ain't got nowhere to go. He's got out of the car. Hey, man, when he's like, oh, you're not going to believe this. Let me put my shoes on. No, 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 my mother, no, no, motherfucker. First of all, no, <laughs> no motherfucker. Let me see your hands. 
Then it was. Let me get my shoes on, Sharon. Then it was, you don't need your fucking shoes. Yeah. And he wouldn't open the door. So I opened the door for him. And by that time, everybody was there. We just escorted him politely to the ground, as you saw, very nicely and yeah. very daintily. We put him on the ground and, <laughs> and handcuffed him and confiscated his Mercedes Benz because it wasn't registered and he didn't have a driver's license. So Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Wow. What so. the fuck is up with that? How are you hey. driving a Merc without I, I, a... Uh, we'll follow up on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, uh, listen. But, hey, all in a day's work. Campaigning, Tortugas, went, worked all day, and then at the end of the day, what better way is this that? This is a true day? man of the people, my yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I will, <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, over the years you hear people, like, you watch videos and so forth, like either live PD or, mm-hmm. or back in the day, cops or whatever, mm-hmm. and it always like, just confounded me that people find a time to sit there and argue with law enforcement, right? Like... If I get pulled over for speeding, right, which I have before, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, hey, I, I already know I did wrong, you know? Now, I'll leave to the cops' discretion, the officer's discretion as to whether or not they want to let me go off on a warning, depending how bad, you know, how much I was doing over the speed limit, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't argue. I, I know what I did was wrong. It is what it is. And just like, hey, look, so all I can do now is hope that maybe he gets me a little um, light tap, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. hey, okay. But I know that's not always the case. Anyway, so I see these individuals always arguing. And so my brother, has, you know, listen, and then you talk to anybody else in law enforcement. My uncle was uh, many years a, a cop up in New Jersey as well. And I say, like, listen, man, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the fucking justice system. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the judge. I'm the cop here. Go ahead and just enforcing the law. And you can argue all you want, but you can tell it to the judge. You right, know what I mean? Right. So I'm just like, so I, I don't understand people like, hey, man, don't fucking don't touch me. Hey, what are you fucking doing? Like, stop putting my arm around your, my back or whatever. I'm like, dude, just shut up and listen to the officer. He's already giving you like two or three warnings already. Yeah. And I know that it happens occasionally because in the heat of the moment, I know there's a little bit of aggression that happens on some level because it's just... It's, I don't think people appreciate the level of which what happens, you know, in when you're moment. in that in moment. moment. And I think most law enforcement tries very hard to contain that adrenaline rush as best they can because they have there's judgment calls they have to make on the fly, and so forth. So, anyways, I just my hat's off. My hat is off always to law enforcement for what they're doing because I know it's a lot of shit they got to take. Nobody, people don't like being the bearer of bad news, you know. Like it's not like fire. Like my, my hats off to firefighters, but mm-hmm. firefighters, you know, spend the time, you know, take getting kitties out of the tree or doing whatever else these guys have to enforce the law and and people hate that I, yeah. for whatever it is you know what i mean so yeah. well yeah. You're, you're right because you know if you get stopped if you say yes sir no sir or, hey what officer what did i do wrong with that be what i do wrong yeah. okay i understand i don't think i did that you know we're human too yeah so if you show a little bit of respect and a little bit of courtesy the chances yeah. are you're not going to get that big ticket you might get a warning or if you did something that was a big ticket they might yeah. you know knock a couple miles off the speeding thing to lower it lower the fine yeah because mm-hmm. we're human too so yeah. you know if you got your you got your driver's license you got your registration you got all your shit together yeah you know nine out of ten times you're going to walk away hey man i like this i'll take it to the judge but you're not going to get spanked but when you start with that what the fuck you pulling me over for i didn't yeah. do fucking nothing your radar don't fucking work and now you're like okay I see where this is going to go from here <laughs> You know, the other thing happened to me on the beach the other day. And I'm the sheriff. Yeah. You know, all the cars have to power have to park. You know, for yeah. horizontal, right? Yeah. That one jerk off wants to park uh, <laughs> parallel. And the guy goes, "Hey, man, man, you can't park." I like, fuck you. I can park anywhere I want. Oh, Jesus Christ! Here we go. There you go. <laughs> Listen, my man. All I got to do is pull this radio off my belt, and you're going to jail. Just back mm. the car in the way it's supposed to be parked. You can't park like that. Yeah. And I'm uh. like, now why would you want to argue? There's there's 900 cars down there. Why do you have to do that? Well, because uh. I can. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you about something um, sure. in talking about that? Because it encompasses kind of everything uh, that we're talking about. And you can say that you can't comment on it because it's currently under litigation. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the incident that happened in Deltona with the 19-year-old uh, young lady uh, 
didn't stop the car. The officer reached in to get the keys to turn the yep. car off. Can yep. you can you comment on that? Or, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's motion to suppress that. What happens is we get a burglar mm. alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And the the the, uh, the sergeant who was an excellent excellent employee he was a homicide detective for years. His file is loaded with compliments and commendations. He misreads the address. Mm. He transposes it. Whatever he's doing. Now can I say something? Yeah. In, uh, there are a lot of damn streets in Deltona that sound the same, spelled almost the same, look the same. So I'm I'm just entering facts in as we go. Just okay. entering yep. facts in yep. as we go. So he believes he's pulling up to the house where the alarm is. There's a car in the driveway backing out. So he blocks the car in, and he approaches to talk to the 19-year-old young lady, and she wants nothing of it. Mm -hmm. She just starts motherfucking him all over the place. He tries to reach in and shut the car off. She smacks his hand. He tells her to step out of the car, fights on. It takes two of them to get her into custody. Yeah. Now, of course, she's arrested. She's charged with battery on a law enforcement officer and all the yeah. other resisting without violence. Oh, the whole nine yard, all the yeah. felonies you can get charged with. So her attorney wants to wants to try the case in the press. And yeah. and, and Frank Fernandez, who is no friend of law enforcement, is the is the writer on this thing. So they okay. did a big story about how there's a motion to suppress, and I didn't discipline the guy, and this whole big thing to make us look like we're these big rogue cops. Yeah. When in reality, they made an, he made an honest mistake. Yeah. Even when we make a mistake, case law supports us. Yeah. You can't call us motherfuckers and attack us. Nah, you just can't. I, I just, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, if I pull over the wrong car, I'm looking for a gold-colored car that's wanted for a robbery, and it's a, it's a female driver, and I pull her over, and I get up there, hey, man, we're just checking out on a robbery. She said, fuck you, motherfucker. And now it goes on and on, mm-hmm. and she gets locked up. Well, guess what? Yeah. I, was, I was operating under good faith. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I wasn't racial profiling. I was going to an alarm call. Yeah. Common sense is if there's a car in the driveway backing out when the alarm went off, that could be yeah. the resident or the burglar. Plus, and, and, I, and I'll say this, she's got some mental health issues, mm-hmm. as, as does her sister. We encountered okay. her sister two days prior okay. to that. So we'll see what Judge Rowe rules. I mean, yeah. if he suppresses the evidence, then it, the arrest gets tossed. If he doesn't oppress the, uh, oppress the evidence, uh, then she, she'll have to figure out what she wants to do, plead guilty or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. But one thing I'm not going to do is discipline the sergeant. The sergeant didn't do anything wrong. He's doing his job. He's answering an alarm call. Yeah. Had she acted a little bit more like a human being, Yeah. And said, hey, why do you want me to turn the car off? You know, this is my aunt's house or this is my friend's house or something, and I'm just leaving. Then the, the wheels would click that uh, maybe yeah. I'm at the wrong house. But it didn't, it didn't go that way. She was at a 10 the minute he pulled up. Exactly. She, and she wasn't coming back down. Yeah. So. And, and, and the reason I asked that, too, is because I, you know, I ask uncomfortable questions because people ask them of me. And I think that in order to stay true to format, you have to ask these questions, mm-hmm. right? So you have a young lady, immature, 19, what do you know? And I'm so I'm not personally saying that she's mature but at, what does any 19 year old know at that yeah. time right right and it also speaks to maybe a culture that you're raised in when you are raised to be suspicious of cops when right. you uh, when you have uh the the civic issues that we've had go down with cops and it being so high profile with with officer abuse with cop abuse you know and then you're taught to fear cops you're taught to fight fight back because you might get killed i mean i think it is a cultural thing it's a cultural war right when it comes down to that and so in thinking about that too i thought about all of that and i said you know am i like prejudiced in my thinking meaning am i so heavy swayed by law enforcement that i don't think about what's on the other side of that and i thought about that i tossed all of that over and the fact is no that even a 10 year old can understand 
what a police officer is, what the unadulterated role is for law enforcement, it goes down to respect for anyone in authority. And when I say anyone in authority, they don't have to be in uniform. I'm talking about a teacher, right? A, a doctor, a minister, whatever. I'm talking about that level of respect. And I answered myself that, you know, what side of this do you fall on? I, I back my police officer because you're right. At given that moment, an officer's taught to be level-headed and training and the right thing to do and what the expectation that a law enforcement officer should have is somebody's going to stop and you say stop that's yeah that's that's the expectation once they didn't stop and started coming from a combative side then i my then my thinking went out the window that the officer needed to do what the officer needed to do in order to main control or, or get control of the scene they don't know, don't know who she's carrying, doesn't know who's in the vehicle. Mm. So I can honestly answer, because I've been asked this, I can honestly answer that I support our officer and what, well, what they you. did. You know what you I mean? You know, remember something, and we got away from this. Would they remember they always tell you everything you need to learn in life you learn in kindergarten? Yeah. Mm. And just the basic being yeah. fair and equitable or list, taking the time mm -hmm. to listen and ask questions, because you brought up a good profession. Teachers. Yep. How many of our teachers and how many of our uh, school board school board employees get assaulted? Yeah. Every year mm -hmm. by students who don't want to yeah. listen and follow the rules and be respectful. We talk a lot about uh, you know. Here's the thing that I'm sick of. It is so preached about parental rights. You know, to temper that, we need to talk about parental responsibility. I listen. I was a, a I was a believer in corporal punishment. I, I was a subject of corporal punishment, yeah, so I, I know I can, about it. And, I, and I've met your mom and dad. <laughs> I've met your mom and dad, I know. Um, I believe that we have PC'd ourselves out of a generation of kids that know how to respect. You know, my son is... Um, my son is tall. He outweighs me by 100 pounds. He is in, has been to Afghanistan and looked down the face of some pretty heavy stuff over there. He was an interrogator in the Army, mm -hmm. uh, worked in military intelligence, mm -hmm. right? But if I still do, do this to him, he mm -hmm. still backs up because he was taught respect from his parents. You right. know what I mean? And I don't think that I can remember any time really that, that I ever spanked my child or my grandchild. But I believe in it. I'm sorry. You know, let's bring the attention back center. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Spanking is not the only thing, but I'm talking about how you address people. I mean, I'm from the South anyways. And even if somebody tells you, oh, call me, you know, Linda or Bob or whatever, it's Miss Linda or Mr. Bob or something. But we And we've forgotten how to do that. Right. We have forgotten how to do that. And So we, we I think what's happened, and so – Taking parental, parental rights aside for just a second, on the parental responsibility issue, we have, as a society, society collectively, I mean on the whole, we have ceded so much of that to either the school system mm -hmm. or to law enforcement, specifically those two population groups yep. so much, right? And to me, that is just, it's, it, that's not setting up for a good future for that child mm -hmm. at all whatsoever. And you're just begging for problems down the road. I Listen, I remember... <laughs> I was in elementary school one day, right? So I was always acting up here and there. And then one Shocking. day. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, so obviously, as everybody knows, I was raised in New Jersey. So I get, I'm, I'm in my school, but I'm like, it's like fifth grade or whatever it is, right? 
And so I get on the microphone now. We the way they used to do lunch, the lunch ladies used to call, <laughs> call everybody by table and so forth, right? To come up and get your lunch in an orderly fashion. So I'm you know messing around with my buddies, whatever. And then I the the microphone was available. So what do I do? I go to the front. And I go, how you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they grabbed me right away. Miss Miss Shellac, I never forget her. Big woman. She just was just like, but she instilled fear in people. She grabbed me by the shoulder and she goes, Ramunda, you're coming with me. She takes me to the principal's office. Never forget Dr. Kwasnaza because she was just, she instilled fear in people, right? She just, one of those types, you remember from back in the day in school, just always had like the, the tall, the, that tall, tall and, just, and like, a, I don't know if it's tunic or whatever, everything right up to the <laughs> neckline, right to your, like, yeah. you know, just covering the neck, the whole shebang, right? Anyway, she calls my father. Now, my father back in the day used to work for DuPont. He was coming off the third shift over overnight, but he was going to work on some um, uh, heating stuff downstairs in the basement, right? And do some little bit of, you know, welding, whatever case may be, right? For the pipes. So he gets a call. So now my dad has been up all night working, right? He got home, now he's working. So he's he already gets, ripe. So he gets a phone call from the school, right? So <laughs> I'm over there, right? So anyways, I'm already fearing a little bit because I already know what my dad's gonna do. My dad doesn't think twice about it. So he's like, um, the lady goes, no, 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 you're gonna, you're gonna walk home. Are you sure, you know, no, 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 no. Your dad said it's okay for you to walk home. So now I hate that because now I'm walking like 10 minutes to my house, 15 minutes to my house, <laughs> just fearing what my father's gonna do to me because I can already tell. So sure enough, I get to the house. My father's come up to the base, up from the basement, and he and I see him already taking his belt off. Pop, pop. Let me explain to you what happened. Pop, hang on a second. He says, "Hell no! I told you I don't want no calls from the school in this house." He gets up. He whoops me good. And let me tell you something, man. That I'm not saying it has to be like that. I know there's a, it's a different time. I'm just saying that we're missing. But is it some really? Why do we? Why do we add that caveat? Uh, it's not really a different time. It's a bad time, is what it is. I, you because know, because of that. well, I just to <laughs> me, I'm always like, you know, I, I, there are days when I'm sitting there, kind of going, I miss some of that, right? Because mm -hmm. you know, and then my mother was, you know, my mother was a little bit more understanding. She's willing to listen a little more. But, but man, still. let me tell you something, man. If she had to break out the wooden spoon or the belt or something just to uh, get the point, because I'm also a boy and I'm getting bigger. And, and hey, listen, okay, if you're not going to just, you know, listen to me by just, you know, giving you the eye. I will still beat you with the stick. Yeah. That's, I don't care how grony you get. And so, you know, now we're just, and then, you know, school was never meant to be a drop-off point, right? So yep. now today it's all just a drop-off point. Hey, this is your problem for the next six hours. But God forbid... You try to instill some discipline in that child. Hey, don't touch my kid. Or hey, don't do this and don't yell at my kid. What about the other kid? Hey, why don't you focus on your kid first? We'll deal with the parent and that child. But no, it's always every other excuse. I'm just sitting there kind of. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you see that, uh, Sheriff? I, all the time. Th th there's the issue. They don't know. You knew what the consequence was, right? Yeah. You knew if I screwed oh, up gosh. and that call came in, <laughs> yeah. if I fucked up and that call came in, I was going to get my ass kicked. I knew the same thing. Yeah. Today, the kids were arrested. They, they don't know that. They don't know there's a consequence Can for I their Can I ask actions. you something? What do you find is the most prevailing reason for errant children today? Their parents. I understand the parents, but is it because the parents, are they absent on drugs, working, just checked out? What is the prevailing? All of the above. Really? And, of course, you have, and my grandkids, my daughter's guilty of this, that, that, that freaking iPad. Yeah, those kids that that's their babysitter. That's yeah. their outlet. And, and, you know, they, they drive to the Jersey Shore every mm -hmm. weekend. They're on that goddamn iPad. Yeah. On the way home, they're on the iPad. When yeah. they come off the beach, they're on the iPad. Yeah. Do you so. do you ban when you get do you guys do a big family gathering together? Yes. Do you ban electronics? 
Uh, no. I think he should. No. My grandson goes down. After everybody does their thing, he's downstairs on Xbox or whatever it is. I'm <laughs> yeah, doing myself. I don't know yeah. what the hell it is. You know, <laughs> And the little ones get on the on their, on their iPads or whatever it is, their tablets. And, yeah. and, and of course, I can't say anything because I'm doing emails. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, in, <laughs> yeah. I'm off on the side. Sure, you got to lead by so, example. I am. At least I'm doing work. You know, yeah. I'm not watching the Barbie channel or playing, you know, Madden NFL. I mean, Christ. It's funny because, man, early days, like my, you know, like Atari was like a thing and I was so happy like my you know father you know that, that Christmas right was all like oh and I'm like oh my god we got an Atari this is so cool you know we played you know but it's not and even then when we transitioned into Nintendo right and my mom my dad saved up everything so we can get a Nintendo right and that when it first came out you know and I just sat there, but you know, it was never my thing 100% because for me, it was always about going outside. Like, I That's wanna, because you were bad though and you were I, a hood no, rat and went I out with a bad no, kid. No, no, no. Wait I want to ride my Stop. bike. Stop. No. But did you ride your bike in a gang? No, no, no. I mean, was, you rode no. by yourself? No, no, no. I mean, me and my, me and my, my friends, we always rode you together. You had a New Jersey fucking gang. No, we went to like we went yes, to the, where there was a new development that. going on. We knew that there was shit we can just like make a makeshift the ramp and trespassing. Right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, a little <laughs> trespassing, you know. But hey, you know. But at least we were being active and enjoying the world outside of just you know the sitting in the four buttons you're pressing for the PlayStation yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> and look, I'm a little guilty of it myself. You know, my kids had the games and everything. But I always, you know, my wife and I always made sure when homework needed to be done, it needed to be done. My wife was doing bag checks. Oh, there were bag checks in my house. Like she's going inside the book bags and going, hey, and just a surprise bag check. Just always make sure. And they were, my kids were like, oh, mom, that's my privacy. And I, just, uh, I would chime in right yeah, away. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doors are open. There's no yeah. such thing as privacy when it comes to nice you guys try. in this house. Not. Right. And I just, you know, so my kids are better for it today yeah. Yeah. because we did that. And I was one. Let me tell you something. I never spared it. If my kids, if I had to get my, and I had a good hand. Oh, they were to get smacked right on the ass. They get pow pow. And they no, no, it's just a pow pow. They were to get smacked on the ass good, <laughs> and they know it too. So, I mean, eventually as time went on, I kind of drift away from that because I wanted to f figure out a different mm -hmm. way. Um, you know, that was my father's way. I mean, that's what he was taught from the old country, and it's just like, hey, discipline that way. And it was mm -hmm. big in, the, in America too. You know what we're gonna day, do? So. Do you know what we're? You know what you and I are gonna do? I don't know what. Do you know how? Uh, you know how awesome your training center is for your deputies, right? Yes. We're going to start a boot camp for bad children. We can't. Why can't we? Uh, court struck it down years ago. Under Sheriff Vogel, they had a boot camp. And but why can't we? What is the, what's the workaround? There's there's a whole bunch of stuff with DCF and DJJ. It's just you can't, you can't do That's it. That's what I'm talking about. See what I'm saying? It's not just, you know, I'm just. <laughs> we have PC'd our damn selves out, out of, of a we, good we generation, haven't we? Yeah. What was the, what was the impetus? Why can't you have a boot camp? I, I don't know the legal. There's a legal reason for it because the county was sued. Mm -hmm. under under vogel for it and then other incidents occurred around the country where kids died or kids got seriously injured with stuff that happened and i said that's it this just isn't worth the price of admission what's the answer so what's the, the answer the answer is you have to parents have to be parents you don't yeah. want you don't want me and the sheriff's office raising your kid yeah so if you don't want that then you need to step up to the plate like you said yeah the, the bag checks do you think <laughs> what percentage of parents did it? Now I know my the older one does it. She's got three kids. They yeah. get all bent out of shape. And my seventeen year old grandson yeah. says the same. Thing. I got privacy, and I say the same thing. Let me tell you something, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I'm paying the mortgage in this fucking house where you're living because your father's yeah. a fuckhead. <laughs> there ain't no privacy when you go buy your own home. Yeah, then you can have all the privacy you want. But until then. This is the rules you're going to follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's the parents hey, raise their kids. You've like pretty much friends. done that with the whole uh, the whole of Volusia County. I that's right. That. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know to, to 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 get to your point, we talked about something yesterday at our crime meeting. Yep. 
you got a kid who is 17 years old and does a drive-by shooting in Deltona mm. in, mm-hmm. in, in 21 mm-hmm. with his brother. He gets caught. He, I don't, we can't tell what happened to him, but I can tell you what has happened in 23 with him in 2023 so yeah. far. He was arrested for attempted murder, uh, firing into an occupied dwelling, the whole, you name it, all the charges are there, and now he's, he's 19 now. Yeah. So on February 12th, he does another drive-by shooting in Deltona, fires two rounds into a house. He strikes a 16-year-old who's in bed, laying in bed with his seven-week-old nephew. Mm. Fortunately, the 16-year-old gets shot in the arm. If he didn't get hit in the arm, the baby would be dead because the baby was in his arms. Oh, wow. And he flees. We have no, we don't know. There's no, there's really no cameras. There's no suspect. The family inside the house says, we have no idea why. You know, we just moved here. Probably it was the wrong house. Yeah. Fast forward to April 1st of this year. He's speeding down International Speedway Boulevard in Daytona, loses control of the car, and runs into a tree mm-hmm. and kills three teenagers, two from Deltona, one from Orange City. He lives. So now we're going to see if they charge him with manslaughter. Yeah. In that car is a firearm. When we test the firearm, the firearm comes back to the shooting in Deltona on February 12th. So now we do all the work we need to do, forensics, digital with the phone. Now we know what car, kind of car he was driving. Yeah. So we're able to use the tag readers, all, this, all the wonderful stuff we have here in Deltona, and yeah. we're able to arrest him. But the point of the matter is, in this time period, he shot at or hit two people, could have mm-hmm. killed the baby, and killed three of his friends. Yeah. What are we going to do with this guy? He's completely out of control. And yeah. if you go back to 2017, he's been arrested for guns and firing. This is my fucking thing, Sheriff. Property. This shit makes me fucking crazy. We pay the Sheriff's Department a premium good price. You train your deputies to do the right thing. We arrest these fucking people, and then they're out. Then they're out. What is the fuck wrong with the, it's the judge. It's the well, judges it's, and it's law, and I understand all of that. But my God, I mean, some for of it's fuck's just the sake. system. You know, there's all, I'm all for rehabilitation. I'm all for helping people. Mm-hmm. But if you want to run around and commit big boy crimes, big girl crimes, then you need to be treated like a big boy and a big girl. Mm-hmm. Not that I mean the, the shootout uh, on July 3rd outside of the fireworks display in the land at, at the park. There, you know, everybody involved in that is between the ages of 13 and 17. Mm. And you got a 17-year-old that shot in the head, clinging to life. Oh, and you say to yourself, and, and a couple of the kids had no prior records, and they, we grabbed them carrying guns. You're like, what are you carrying guns for? Well, what for protection. Was, what was the parental units like of those children? Do you have you? Uh, have I was surprised that at, at one of one of the kids that we grabbed, the 16-year-old with a gun, comes from came from a pretty good family. Wow, that's just so pure pure stuff. I mean, we had uh, you know we got a guy we locked up over in Ormond that was importing fentanyl. He's not, he's not a juvenile, but comes mm. from a really prominent family here in Volusia County. He had $2 million in the bank. He was getting fentanyl directly from China, mm. repackaging and selling it over the Internet. Now, when we Who went was to, it? I can't say. When mm. we went to the house, because he became a cooperating Can witness you it in my with ear? the federal government. <laughs> um, we went to the house, and, and you know, we, know that we knew the name. You go to this kid's house, which yeah. is owned by the parents. You're like, this kid didn't grow up in poverty. There's, yeah. no, there's yeah. no reason yeah. to be doing this. You know who you need to turn loose? We need to give this person their own department. We, they already kind of do. But you know who's a badass? Carla. Carla, that's why she runs <laughs> my juveniles. You know, 
is so fucking I, I will tell man. you, the letters she gets from some of the kids, because she runs our juvenile. She's so amazing. Do you know program. Carla? No, I don't. I don't. You got to yeah. meet her. She's she's one of them. She's, yeah, she is. Uh, mm. I'd love to work for Carla. She is. Uh, I would she's love in, to She's interesting. Mm. But, <laughs> but you need that. You, so you need that sometimes. She manages. <laughs> she, she worked for me in Daytona for 10, ten and a half years okay. doing the juvenile stuff. Now mm-hmm. she's doing countywide stuff. So she does the ankle monitoring. She okay. goes to court that do advocacy for, yep. for us. And and a lot of times, there were times where the judges would say, okay, then you're going to supervise or mentor, mentor that person and put them in that program. She's got dozens of letters from kids yeah. who were bad who absolutely loved her and cried when they came off probation Yep, because she was constantly checking on them, making sure the tutors were there. Making I sure wanted they to raise me. Can I tell you, so to that point the sheriff's making over here, I... <laughs> This is something I go on about all the damn time. Okay. And this happens, I don't care if it's in business, I don't care if it's just at school or home, whatever it is. Kids need structure. Absolutely. They are like begging for it. You don't think so because they're trying to be rebellious because that's the life they've been living because mom and dad or whoever doesn't give a shit, right? But the point is when you, when my, when my wife used to teach in the South Bronx in third grade, right? That's where she first started her teaching career. And I can't tell you how many, and they, I mean, we're talking kids whose parents were hookers, uh, kids whose parents were known drug dealers in the area, and so forth and so on. And they came to my wife's classroom, and they would always tell her, hey, Mr. Mino, thank you so much for what you're doing. I know it's not easy. You know, we're doing what you do. And they're doing it, and they're kind of like very ghetto way, just explaining to her, well, I know my kid's a problem, and I want to thank you for doing what you do, and I'm going to go home, I'm going to take care of them. Now, I know it seems kind of crazy because someone who's breaking the law, obviously, is you know now talking about, hey, you know, I'm going to go home and take care of them. There's part of me that believes somewhere deep down inside, he or she knows they're doing wrong, and they want a better life for their kid. Their circumstances in life just have them in the South Bronx, whatever. But my point is, is that my wife was on them all the time. She was mm-hmm. calling home right away. I know the parents don't like it. But then, you know, but then the time you don't do it, then they get they jump down your throat. So she was all like, no, I'm going to call them and I'll bug them. And I know they're going to come into school hot and I know who they are. I know that they can flip out a blade anytime. Now, they have metal detectors over there. So, But she knows the environment. And when mm-hmm. she walks out that building, she's not as protected. But they would pull up to her in the street and say, hey, Mr. Mundo, thank you for calling me today. I'm going to work on that t- tonight. Yep. And, and she's like, all right, no problem. So she'll come home and she'll tell me about it. She's like, they pulled up and I was just like, Oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> like, what I do? Because yeah. you know the neighborhood, right? That's it, right? <laughs> but that's the, to his point. It's just uh, God, mentor. Listen, mentorship at any level is really, really important, and your right structure is really, really important. And I, you know what? I mean, I would like. I need Carla to mentor me. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, I still need structure too. That's, she, <laughs> she is good. She'll, Wait, why are you will, laughing? Yeah, no, 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 why going. are you laughing at me? Keep going. Go I'm ahead, being serious. serious. No, no. She's, yeah. she, she will give you a swift <laughs> kick in the ass if you need it, and she'll give you a hug if, you, right. if you've earned it. And that's that, right. And that, well, and because, because I tell you why I laugh because I know there are times you are very passionate about your shit. I get it. But sometimes I also know you got to be pulled off the ledge a little tiny bit. And so sometimes you need a little of that. And you know who used to do that? Tyra will do that. You know, I try a little bit where I can. And you're like, hey, stop trying to make manhandle me, Eric. We're trying to like whatever. No, I say quit trying to handle me, Eric. Yeah, trying to, trying to handle I'm sorry, handle yeah, Because you me. do that. We'll have a hot subject. Probably usually one of his Republican friends, uh-huh. right? That he like don't want me to like probe. No, he don't want me to. No, you know what I don't I'm mind the probe, but I'm also careful because hey, I still work. No, See, I still work the legislature, and I'm trying to be very careful. He I, does I gotta, that because he's a fucking man. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's why he does it. <laughs> 
I love it. I love uh, it. I, Listen, but, it, if I ever get the sheriff doing, hey, you want to know why I pull this guy out? Because I'm a fucking, <laughs> fucking man. I will sit there and I will just put my head down. Uh, <laughs> so we all love Carla. Everybody loves Carla. Everybody needs a Carla in their life. If, ever, if I can ever do anything, and I mean that. Because, you know, I spent some time from the time I was 10 until I was 14 living in a children's home. Mm-hmm. And I was a chronic runaway. I come from a very, very bad, abusive household. I've made every fucking mistake that you can make. But here I sit. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Here I sit. Yep. I try to be the light to say that there is hope, that you can do better. You know what I mean? I am never going to reach the sainthood that most people, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. parents think you should raise or whatever i'm never gonna be that but i try to be a beacon to say that there is a better way do you know what i mean especially with drugs alcohol especially tackling mental health especially tackling coming from an abusive because there's a whole nother set of 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 things that go on when you are a child that come from an abusive family you know what i mean so if i can ever do anything to that point i am there on it because it's important it's important that everybody has a mentor i have so many mentors in my life you know what i mean that that people that you know what i mean that have just really i have tried to help out in that respect i think between what obviously when we talk about these things and obviously the sheriff obviously is is constantly talking about you know making sure parents are involved and then also how we look at our criminal justice system, right? And where can we make changes that are that allow individuals an opportunity in life to go ahead and try to build a new family life because they made a stupid mistake and we all know what happens. Mm-hmm. And then truly holding individuals accountable. And I know, look, for what it's worth, you know, I, my boss, is, I told you before, is you know chair of the criminal justice subcommittee. And I know he and I talk about this all the time about how, because he's hired a, a lot of uh, individuals who are, you know, uh, former inmates. And, he's, and so he goes, some of those guys are some of the most loyal individuals to me. Mm-hmm. Sure. They just made some stupid mistakes. They did their time, and I'm trying to give them a second chance. And that's what we're trying. I think many of us are looking at in the legislature. Because the reality is, too, is that if you keep putting them in jail, that's going to be another problem down the road for, for, right. for the Florida state government, which is more money into that system. Mm-hmm. Right. So what can we do to not only help our, our local um, uh, sheriffs, Throughout the 67 counties. What can we do? How well, can we do that? We can't do boot camps anymore. Here's what, what you got to Here's what you got to look at, and this is a chitwoodism for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I operate under 20% of the crime is committed by 80 or not, Let's reverse that. 80% of the crime is committed by 20% of the same people yeah. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. They're the people that belong yeah. in jail. Because they're, they're just not going to change. Yeah, they're, they're not. So you got you got to figure out a way where you can die, get them out of, of the way, and then you work on the other people, yeah. the people that have made that mistake. That when they come out and they pay their debt, that now how do I make you a, a valued member of society now? Yeah, take what you've done in the past, help help reach back to the to the kids that are coming up, and then we'll move on with your life. But the other one, the other that twenty percent that is not yeah. going to change, that's the people you got to hammer. Yeah. So and, and what you, type of and, diversion program within the confines of what you can do can we do? Well, the first thing that I'm, I'm happy with is the fact that when we got our juvenile assessment center, uh, DJJ has been in there, and they've been on our ass watching everything that we're doing, and they like the programs that we're doing when it comes to mental health, when mm-hmm. it comes to substance abuse, mm-hmm. when it comes to anger management, when it comes to family dysfunction. Yeah. We're able to get those kids into programs <laughs> right away after that first offense. So long-term – I think you got to start with the younger kids first. You mm-hmm. got to start there and and get them with that first that first shot. It's the same thing with a with a cop. If if a cop does something wrong and nobody says anything about it, yeah, it goes on and on. Next thing you know, the guy's getting locked up. Yeah, or he's shooting somebody. He shouldn't shoot. Bashing somebody's head in because nobody ever stopped and checked him 
with all these other little mistakes. And I got to say, over my course of knowing you as sheriff and as a chief in Daytona, you've taken that pretty damn seriously because we don't have a lot of incidents like that with Volusia County. So I, you take that seriously. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I've been through it. I mean, I, 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 was, I lived and worked in Philadelphia. I watched, I worked, stood and worked next to people. I'm like, I can't believe you're, this guy's not getting in trouble for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go off on somewhere or another assignment, and one day you pick up the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer, and there's the guy that was in your yeah. roll call, you know, just stole $100,000 and was shaking down drug dealers. And you're like, well, Jesus Christ, we, everybody knew he was robbing drunks back then. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he went from robbing drunks, then you sent him to narcotics. Well, who the hell is he going to rob next? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's what you got to look at. But I think from us, we are making some positive changes with juvenile yeah. justice. Justice, you saw that. You know, yeah. the 21-day rule is out the window. You can now hold them as long as yes. you need to hold them. You have the rehearings. The ankle monitors now fall on the, over the sheriff. So there are some positive steps that, that, that are coming out. But, you know, we, we are horrible at when it comes to spending money on social programs in the state. Yeah. How sure. a fucking Louie. Sure, Wait me, a minute, me, Republican. Me, hold thy tongue. <laughs> hold thy tongue, Republican. Uh, okay, yeah. So we got a Republican, a Democrat, and an Independent. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, really quick. How often do you, and I apologize, hang on. Do you all work from time to time with AMI kids? In Daytona, I worked yeah. there with them all the time okay. because it was in Daytona. So we yeah. were kind of like where they're doing speaking engagements. I had some folks that taught there uh, because they were they had even though they were cops, they were, they were teachers prior. So yeah. we worked really well with AMI, and that's where uh, Eric came from, the DJJ secretary. Yeah, he ran AMI Kids in Daytona. That's right. Yeah, for yeah a that's long right. That's time. right. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. So I, it's a it's a good program. I'm it a, is. I'm a big fan of AMI Kids. Um, I, you know, I, the state is working on it, but I wish we I listen to that. I'll concede to that. I wish we would do more because, um, that's another outlet for children that if they're not going to be in the traditional school setting and they don't work well in that, and they're obviously getting picked up by you guys and so forth, where else can we take them? And AMI kids amongst other programs, but AMI kids does a very good job. And they, I think they have about a 75 to 90% success rate with AMI kids just in general as in general. So, um, anyways, yeah. Just sit in your wrongness for a moment. No, I'm not going to sit in any wrongness right now. <laughs> Say hello to your adoring public, Sharon. My adoring public? Hello. <laughs> I'm just going to give you guys a quick live. Like, I wanted to go here, OG here, and how what it really looks like when we do yeah. our production here, because it is amazing. It's an amazing environment. Yeah. So just wanted to give you a moment. I'm going back to the show, but now you know what goes on here. You didn't show the jar. All right. Go ahead, go ahead, Dan. I know you had something that cut you off. I, I you made me forget. I, I you know that I have cancer, and you can't interrupt me like that because oh I forget I what I'm saying. I can't believe we're playing that card. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff, do you have anything new that you can talk about that you're trying to incorporate in, in Volusia little by little? Um, we we do. We okay. have. Uh, uh, we are as and Dana heard this how we were able to track the suspect back from that that shooting in February mm-hmm. from the firearm. We are about to unleash that here in Volusia County. Okay. It's a NIBIN system, National Integrated Bullet, Bullet System, okay. ballistics system. So it's just a matter of AT&T hooking us into ATF's website. Okay. Any gun that is used in a crime in Volusia County, any shell casings, any projectiles have to be brought to us within 24 hours to be entered into that machine. Good. That will then check. The gun could have been used in Jacksonville in a homicide, could have been used in Orange County in a shooting. So we'll be able, through the ballistics, yeah. to tie all of that together awesome. so that's that's one thing we're working on that's the closest one the second thing we're working on is we got a system going in place in the spring hill and the land area called raven mm. it's it's the used to be called shot spotter okay but axon took the company over and and they've 
put it on steroids. It's brand new technology. So we're going to go into a two by two square mile radius, two miles by two miles, where most of our, where all of our gun violence is in South the land and in mm. Spring Hill. When a gunshot is detected, it automatically alerts deputies. Oh, oh wow! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and it's crazy. We're going to we're yeah. going to flush out the perks, <laughs> there, the things there, and then we'll see how it's obviously it worked. The small the more confined the area is better it yeah. works. So, and then the third thing we're working on, we're headed over to Polk County. And when we we roll this out, it'll be in the city of Deltona. When you call nine one one, that call will go into the patrol car. Yeah, nine one one, which your emergency, the call taker will take it, but the deputy assigned will be able, like God forbid, there was a, somebody with a knife inside of them. He would hear that, or she would hear that oh, as wow. that call was coming over. Live. So they know we got to head to the cigar bar. Yeah, there's somebody in there with a knife before she gets it. Types it in, sends it to the dispatcher. That'll that'll increase response time three to four minutes, which could save lives or get us there quicker. Man. So, uh, Polk has it. Yeah. We're going to go over there and take a look at it. And probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to make Deltona the pilot program for it because most of my, most of my pilot programs come here. Okay. You yeah. Know, we have iPads that for mental health. Yep. You get a mental that health was call. A pilot here. Uh, every supervisor here has an iPad. You go to the place if it is not really something we should yeah. be involved in. We give the person in crisis the iPad. Pull up uh, Stuart Markman on Facebook on uh, uh, Zoom. Yeah, we drive away. Call us when you're done. Okay. Yeah. Awesome yeah. stuff. Man. I'm a, listen, I'm excited yeah. about this. Also, um, you have uh, just recently announced your candidacy for sheriff again, and um, I have signed a petition. I'm taking a stack of petitions to get them signed because I believe that we need your continued type of law enforcement in our county. I appreciate that. I I really do. I don't know. Um, okay, I don't even know any other way to ask this question. Who the, f- who the fuck would run against you? Like, I'm, uh, I'm we're, sheriff. We're, I'm we're, serious. We're, here, we're hearing some some rumblings. I heard, I heard some rumblings too. So. We've heard yeah, some rumblings. Yeah. So For, we'll like, see. Who the fuck is not happy with the with what we're getting? It's somebody who is unemployed. You want to talk to me? About <laughs> somebody who, who can't get a job in law enforcement anymore, and they, and they figure the best thing to do is run run against you. I'm yeah. hearing some things too. Okay. I, to me, look. I, so I was upstairs, and I was while I was waiting for the coffee. I filled out the um, thank you, the the the, the petition. petition. Uh, yeah, just because. Listen, folks. I don't care where you're at on on politics in general, and mm-hmm. I don't believe the sheriff's office should be a wholly political. Other than just the fact, is a sheriff doing the job that you expect him or her to do? Mm-hmm. And I agree 100. percent I think the sheriff is doing the job, and there's no reason why I'm going to go anywhere else. I don't care who this individual is. I don't care where he's coming my from. Structure and consistency yeah. is paramount in any mm-hmm. successful community. We have that with you. You don't Thank always you. have to agree with the sheriff 100, percent but you got, but you have to respect the fact that he's out there every day mm-hmm. with his teams, just doing it. Do I mean the guy is fucking pulling people out of a car, <laughs> folks? Come on, Jeez. and has survived two, yeah. two <laughs> being run over, getting run yeah. over twice for. Fuck's sake, people! Come on. You gotta remember. Here, my my philosophy in life is really simple. When you call nine one one, what's that operator say? Nine one one. What's your what's your emergency? Yeah. Doesn't ask you your race. Doesn't ask you your political yep. party. Doesn't ask anything. And my yeah. job is to make sure that you get a professional response to what your problem is. Remember yeah. that time you didn't like me? I know. Remember that time you didn't like me either. <laughs> I know. And another thing, if you go to my website, we have shirts for sale. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Uh, VoteMikeChitwood.com, right. and we have uh, Women for Chitwood shirts on there. I want a bobblehead. I don't, we don't have bobbleheads. That was all done by the Tortugas. <laughs> you uh, have a stash. I know you do. I know you're I'm, a resourceful now, man. Now, now that I'm running, I'm, I'm running, I can't do any of that stuff. No. We, can sell, we can sell T-shirts to, to benefit the campaign. We can get you, you know, Women for Chitwood. 
I want to. We'll be at a wine bar next week. I don't drink. You know I don't drink. Yeah, but it's it's women for chit. We're going to be at a wine bar. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, this is this is what I this is what Women I predict. For chi- what? I just okay. Go ahead. Yeah, this is this is what I predict. Okay. What I predict is if somebody is crazy enough to get in the race, regardless of any rumblings you may hear publicly, I'm gonna bet dollars for donuts that every for everyone that's like behind the scenes doing, I'm not voting for Mike Titwood. At least four more of his or her compatriots are voting for him because mm-hmm. they're gonna quietly go. Nah. No, he's been doing a good job for us overall. Mm-hmm. And once again, you don't have to agree 100% with sometimes the sheriff's demeanor or whatever. That's just who he is. Wait, what it do you mean, what Eric? Well, listen. He questioned your demeanor. I want to know well, what you're no, talking th- about. Listen, Matt, I, listen, what is I, listen so see, what, what, I'm, I'm what? I'm not a sunny, rosy person. No, listen, listen. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. So I've seen him a few times. He's just sitting there. Listen, uh, you know, what we did, we pulled up in the scene, all we had, it, listen, folks, the, the guy's a scumbag, and that's it, and I'm just like, and I'm sitting there dying, I'm laughing because he's calling for what it is, and I know it's a little whatever, but I'm just saying, folks, regardless of that or anything else you may have heard before about the sheriff, I'm just saying is that, just, is he doing a good job for Volusia County? Yes. And I would bet money, I would bet a thousand dollars, I'm telling you right now, most people are going to go out there, I'm going to wait to see what it comes out at the end of the day in 24, but I'm telling you right now, if that's if anybody decides to get in, in which case in June, he's a, he's a, he's a shoe-in. But if it, when the votes come out, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to show everybody how popular the sheriff is, regardless of some people kind of, oh, maybe, you know, he's a, you know, fuck that shit. Well, I, I can tell you we're off and running. You know, we, we announced <laughs> on the 20th we were running. The 26th is when we got our petitions. Yeah. So I need 5,000 of them. We're, yep. th- we're three weeks into it. I got a little over 2,000. We've already held a huge fundraiser. I've been to nine events that I didn't schedule. People called me and said, I want you to come mm-hmm. yeah, to this event to speak. So. And but, here's the thing. Like, all of that bullshit aside, all the media. All the bullshit aside, it's because you're effective in your job. Yeah. It's because you command respect from both your residents and your officers and everybody, everybody that works for you. You're tough and you're hard, but you're fair also. Yeah, you're fair you also because, be like I said, we went through our period of where mm-hmm. you didn't like me, and I didn't. <laughs> but feelings were mutual. You didn't like me either. I, I, let me let me. You know, I should keep saying that you didn't like me. Yeah, didn't like me. Well, He's like, hey, wait a minute. Remember, you didn't like me either because I'm a fucking man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you real quick yeah. your scumbag thing. I get hired by former city, current Daltona city manager yeah. Jim Chisholm, and uh, he was Daytona city manager when he hired yes. me along with Mayor Golden. So they okay. hire me in May of 2006. About a month into my tenure, him and his wife were sitting up in bed, and we had had a shooting and a high speed chase, and we chased the guy down and caught him. And I say to yeah. the media, This is one less scumbag on the streets of Daytona. <laughs> she turns to him and says, what the fuck did you hire? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, my, to my luck, two years later, he allowed me to print those scumbag eradication t-shirts. So. And now he is with the city and of Deltona. Uh, yeah. oh and I, you know what? There was a... Um, I think that there was a genuine sense of pride because, you know, I came to your announcement uh, at, at the courthouse and um, it, Mr. Chisholm was there also. And I could see that he was he. Do you know what I mean? Like in a flash watching you do your announcement as 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 I watched other people too watching like, you know what I mean? With, with pride. Right. You announcing that because there were some there were some great people there that day. You know what I mean? And um, I really, really, really enjoyed meeting um, your parents. 
your mother is so salt of the earth. Like I wouldn't fuck with her, but she's really mm. salt. Of, she's really <laughs> salt. She, of the she, earth. she wielded the frying pan and the wooden spoon. I'm yeah. not surprised. And then, it, and then it would be, I'm calling your fucking father right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And then you knew he was coming home at two o'clock. He was working six to two. He was coming to him. You knew he was. You were, you were, uh, hey, he looks like he could still I, kick ass. He, You're, he, 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 I'm serious. He's, he's on that heavy bag every day. I mean, he's in the gym every day. Somebody every else day. told me that once. Uh, somebody told me once before that they had met your father somewhere. And they had come and they came and this dude, I'm telling you, chick with yeah, dad, he can still fuck somebody up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He does, man. I'm he's telling in, you. He's in the gym seven days a week. He bikes five days a week. He's on a heavy bag all the time. Oh, wow. He's got a heavy bag hanging in the garage. He gave up a parking Tree spot. Tree, fruit. Put a heavy yeah, yeah, yeah. bag up there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know who I got to meet that day, too? I think I think I told you this. That I've been fangirling over Chief Jakari for a while, and I never got to meet him. And he's so nice, and I, I just like him. He he's no, and, and I taught nice. him well. He showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> just so he wouldn't have to get up on the steps behind me he said i'd rather stand the other way this is good i said hey, it's one lesson i taught you you learned that one don't show up a little late he was great let's talk um let's talk if we can if you will i can't say enough great things about your training center you yeah. know and and your methodology can you just talk a little about that and your philosophy uh on that because I told you at um, Comstat yesterday that we had a resident with a car burglary, right? Yep. And this yep. this th this person that this happened to, the victim of this, has been in government for a long time, knows ins and outs. The your deputies didn't know that; they don't know who she sure, is. They sure. she's Jane Public, right? right? But the way that they came in, the detectives, the officers handled her, handled the situation, there's a philosophy behind that, right? And right. it's one that you've imparted to, and I've met your, your TOs, I have met, it's just a fucking remarkable staff, you know? And so what is like, I want to know, in a nutshell, why are you so fucking successful? Why? What is your philosophy? And because here's the thing, not often a sheriff will be adored by the public and by his officers and his staff but you are you're really really respected by those people in and what you give back to the community um what you do what is your tell me what your philosophy is well daytona state college not to knock them they did a nice job okay mm -hmm. but that they're a regular cannery you come in this is what you get 770 hours and then you go to your organization your organization trains you again right. for another 770 hours so after COVID and we were 80 vacancies down, mm -hmm. I was canceling days off. People, morale was horrible. I went to Senator Tom Wright and said, man, we got to change the model. I need to recruit my own and train my own. Yeah. I just can't do this. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. The difference is we are extremely selective now because we see we've gotten over 1,500 applicants since the governor allowed me to have my own academy. And of mm -hmm. those 1,500, we've hired 179. You heard the number of how many Deltona kids are now applying. They want to come to Deltona, and these yeah. are good officers. So you in. got that person. The first day they walk through that door, they're a Volusia deputy sheriff recruit. They're being paid a decent wage. They're... Uh, being trained by the best and the brightest in my organization, and they're an FRS. Yeah. So now you got them every single day for 28 weeks. You got them, and you got to impart the way we want to police. And then yeah. when they go out to the, to the FTOs, field training officers, they're seeing it again. And we're and we rotate everybody through the county because you want them in everywhere they want to go. Here's a surprise of all that. You know the number one place they request when they're done cycling through? I yeah. do. Uh, mm -hmm. She does. Uh, Deltona. 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 Yeah, I mean, really. we got a guy yesterday, he's getting promoted to sergeant. He's been here seven years. Wow. I know. And, okay, I'm just going to, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. 
that is one of my people. <laughs> He's one of your and, peeps. And I'm just saying, I'm just asking to keep him in Deltona. I know that y'all want to recruit him away, but keep him in Deltona. Well, you want to rotate him out because you don't want him. The worst thing that happens to a supervisor is when a supervisor has to supervise their friends, they don't supervise. They're worried about their friendships. But if you move them out of there, they learn how to be a supervisor. And then when you move them back, you saw the detectives that raised their hand yeah. that are all back, all those detectives that are supervisors okay. who started here as cops, no. got promoted, rotated around, and now here they are back again running the narcotics unit. And I know. And you unit. have good uh, – listen, you have good. So and, and you got, we got I'm going to miss people. you. You know who you are, Sarge. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to miss it. you. But I, yeah, and, but yeah. I know that he'll be back. Yeah. I told him I was going to race him before he left on the, on the bikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, this was a joke. Because I was, um, this was a joke, and I said that um, if any deputy patrolling Deltona caught me speeding on my motorcycle or in my truck, that I would donate $500 to your favorite charity. Oh, okay. And So I'm just saying that. It wasn't a challenge. It was taken as a challenge. I, 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 I couldn't challenge. say that because I had one deputy pull me over and give me a ticket <laughs> yeah, back, in, back in 2017. And the vice mayor, DeBarry, can't say that because she got nailed in a, in a speed trap. Yeah, God, I love her, Phyllis. Yeah, I love Phyllis. She's fantastic. Uh, Cameras are fantastic. They're all fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many, uh, how, where are we at? Because I missed the last graduation and I hated that, but I was, I was uh, not, not great at the time. When is where are we at in the cycle with this training class? Uh, new class of fifteen starts Monday. Okay, and then in September I have a class of what's ND. It's called NDT New Deputy Training. They mm -hmm. are folks who are either coming in or retiring from other agencies that want to come in to come to work for us. So mm -hmm. there's we had about ten or twelve of them in there. Two from Daytona are retiring in the end of August. They're coming okay. over. Okay. Okay. Uh, vacancy wise, we should be whatever that means completely filled. Yeah. Because we know somebody's going to leave. Somebody's going to retire. Yeah. Somebody's going to their wife something will happen the wife or the husband will say you're not doing this anymore get out yeah. of there yeah. yeah you know people yeah, will people will get on their investigation I and think, resign i think for the sheriff i think what it is um to your earlier point dana and just the sheriff i think kind of alluded to this a little bit is <clears throat> when the troops on the ground right see that there's someone uh, now obviously as a constitutional officer who has more control and say over his own budget now we did a couple of years ago right um, that was part of the, the general ballot amendment stuff. Um, when we did that, and obviously the sheriff was out there fighting for as much possible pay as he could for, because um, before in years prior was always languishing. And I'm not going to mm -hmm. get into all that stuff because I know, the, yep. I think we all know the history here. Yep. So when they're out there seeing that, uh, they're seeing that, hey, he's fighting for his own center, right? And then there is him raising the bar, yep. right? It means I want better quality because that's always something, right? It's, it's one of the things that we know we need public safety. We need, we need officers, deputies, whatever. But it almost, almost like teaching a little bit. It's almost like he's just like pumping them out, pumping them out, pumping them out. So now he's trying to raise the bar a little tiny bit and say, hey. And so what that does, it now it, it not only instills pride in just the new folks coming in, but instills pride in those who've been serving for a while going, yeah, this is someone I want to get behind. I'm proud of our organization. People can say what they want about Volusia County in general, but when it comes to the sheriff's office, there's a sense of pride, I think, in that he's trying to instill in all the deputies and his whole team out there. And I think that's what makes a difference. Well, a bit, Dana so. sent us a text message which affirmed what we're doing. Mm -hmm. The deputies and the other folks in the organization say that we're really getting good quality people. So you know you're on to something there. Yeah. And we've been able to raise the pay. We've been able to do some stuff with the with the medical benefits. We've been able to give out yeah. bonuses. You know, when the hurricane came in, when Hurricane uh, <laughs> Ian came in and flooded out like 15 of my employees, our foundation 
went out and gave every one of them a five thousand dollar check before insurance came in. Awesome. I don't. Know, this is this is the best the foundation can do. So I mean, I think they see that. Yeah. You got the you got city and we're not perfect. We're going to fuck no. things up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, we're human beings. We're going to fuck something up. But overall, when they see that. They know it's a good place. To your to point, it's, it's not always, and this even happens with teaching too, it's not always about the money. Right. But it's about feeling like you're being appreciated exactly. and, that, and that leadership is thinking about me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not right. just the glitz and glam of whatever is going on, but they're thinking about me, right? It's yeah. not, and it's not always just about the stats and the numbers, right? Because we can always, we can juke the stats however we want. But when you're seeing real policing coming through, and if you're taking a long-term approach to this stuff, right? I've, that's always, I've argued this, even within teaching. When you take the time to start thinking five years out, what's the plan? Because I I guarantee, Sheriff, you could probably sit here and make the numbers look whatever you want for the next year. Sure. Like, oh yeah, great, you know, sure. we're doing yeah. awesome. But when you're trying to rebuild, as I, the way I look at it, when he, from the time he took over, when he's trying to build the organization to a point where he's like, this is where I want to be five years from now, I think that's the ticket. And I think people see that little by little. It's not to knock anybody else from right. prior, but it's just his mind says like, no, I gotta start thinking five years ahead and I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that my men and women who are serving underneath me know I'm there for them, I wanna support them, and we're, we're, we're gonna go in the right direction. Right, yeah, right. So I think we got like 20 some odd people who have come in from other states under the governor's bill with the $5,000 yeah. signing bonus and all the other good stuff that's in there. They could have chose anywhere in the state yeah. of Florida, anywhere. Volusia they they County, chose maybe. to come to mm -hmm. Volusia County. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that says it all about the I, men and I women. Agree. Yeah, and as we move forward to, um, and and we'll get into it later, you know that I'm big on level of service and checking level of service to make sure that it's good for my community. I think that we have grown in Deltona. I think that um, we need more officers in Deltona, so I support you and your training. You guys are taking care of us. Well, CM is is uh, gave. It, I think I think it's two. We're gonna add two and a couple supervisors. Yeah, I saw all the stuff going on on Doyle Road. I mean, I biked through there. Yeah, and he, you know what? We appreciate it. The community appreciates it. And when we call and we have, because one of the biggest things is traffic. I know that we have drugs and all the other stuff, but people traffic being control being in control of traffic makes people feel secure. It's one of those boundary things. They know they're being taken care of. They see the blue lights working subconsciously. They think, oh yeah, protection. So thank you for that. Because um, you know that I constantly raise Cain about that, you know, and we and we get all the emails too, so yeah. we get. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give it up, but you know, we were able, and you know this with your guys' help with the budget, we were able to put a lot of unmarked. Yes. That you would have no idea that it's a police car. Good. Loaded room, with, with all, loaded with all the technology. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. good stuff. They just did a, an op the first week in June. And of oh, course, it was it, overwhelming. It, it rained in the afternoon, so it kind of skewed the numbers because we couldn't yeah. really stay out there. It was like 700 car stops in four days. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. It was fantastic. A couple, uh, a couple DUIs, uh, yeah. you know, 35 yeah. arrests. I mean, it was just yeah. awesome. So, so uh, the hour has flown by really quickly. Yeah. I, I try to have you as often as we have CompStat here. Um, you are a friend of the show. Thank you so much. You're, um, you know that your podcasts are always the yeah. high, the the highest viewed people. But people. I'm going to let see. them know though that you know I originally put five dollars in the jar and I didn't use all my fucking money. So I'm going to say <laughs> I'm well, a fucking I'm, man. Listen, I'm a fucking. I'm a fucking. Man. I'm going to say this lead also. Up to five dollars. Listen, yeah. not many people here in Volusia <laughs> County could do this, but you have outfucked me today yeah. and i'm just gonna say that right now so <laughs> i'm just gonna uh, there you did i can't count okay i will tell you real quick you got a minute yeah when i was on the tiktok video yeah. hour let me see your hands motherfucker and all the yeah. other stuff <laughs> god love my sainted aunt who is 80 some odd years old yeah. and she's my godmother she calls me and says i saw you on tiktok Still got that potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but us potty mouths are some of the most compassionate, yes. truly yes. altruistic 
concerned people in the yeah. world, aren't we? We have to have I, a way to vent. I had hey. my godmother chastise me. Yeah, <laughs> listen, <laughs> hey, listen, the, the cursing is uh, is passion. That's all it is. That's all it is. Express a little differently. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. Listen, guys, I want to thank you for joining uh, us again. Um, your viewership is really, really important to us, and yeah. we try to tackle matters and talk about things that are really, really relevant in your life like this. I want to thank uh, you again, Shara, for everything that you do. Thank you for being on the show and being a friend of the show. Um, and I want to thank OG. You are always so badass for us and our lurker. Thank you, OG. Tara Derrico, my BFF, is also here. So thank you for that. Yeah. Eric, it's fucking always a pleasure. It is, my dear. It is. I just, you know, I was able to turn off the, the gloom a little bit, like just that week that was. Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, I'm like, oh, I just, you feed off the energy a little tiny bit. <laughs> it's never hard to feed off the energy from the sheriff's side. You know? All right, listen, guys. <laughs> We'll see you on Tuesday. Next Friday, we tape again. Um, and just remember this. If it's important to you. It's important to us. Peace. Take care. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production. <laughs> <laughs>